The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Echet Yebamot has been dedicated and sponsored by our dear friend, Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife, in honor of his uh, family and Hatzlacha, Varvacha, Bechol Maasiyadav, maybe Zocheh. To raise his children in the ways of the Torah, they should give him much nachat. He should have many more children with health and happiness. And he should have beracha b'kol mikol kol him and his entire family. Amen. Daf Kuftet Zayin. Today's daf tarid l'refuah shelema Golda Bat Miriam. שעוברת ניתוח היום אין נרפנלה אין נרפנלה אין נרפנלה בתוך שער חולי עמו ישראל אמן תראה דף בן שטרד לעיון נשמת אברהם בן אסתר רוח השם תניחנו בגן עדן אמן תראה דף בן שטרד רפואה שלמה שרה בת רחל אין נרפנלה בתוך שער חולי עמו ישראל אמן תראה דף בן שטרד רפואה שלמה of the mother of Sonny Levy we'll have to get the name but we have her in mind today as well that she's going through an operation Amen we begin today's daf on Kuftet Vav Amudbet on the bottom line starting with the word Abayyeh the Gemara over here is discussing a situation where we have a mahluk between Rabban Abayyeh. When you have a shtar and it has somebody's name on it, do you have to be concerned that maybe there's somebody else in that town that shares a similar name? So the Gemara told us a story that there was a couple of shtarot, a couple of legal documents, monetary documents that were found in the city of Mechoza. And it had the names on them. One of them was Habeh Bar Nanai, and another one was Nanai Bar Habeh. And each one with that name was holding a star, saying that they were the lenders of money. They were the malveh. They want to get paid. They want to use that star to take payment. So Rava did exact payment with the use of those starot, even though those names were quite common in the city of Mehozah. So you see, when it comes to Dinim Mamonot, even when the names are common, still one can rely that the one that's holding the star, he is the uh, person that's name is on it, and you don't have to be a suspect. So from that, he wanted to say, Rava, if by Dinim Mamonot, even when there is a hazakah, that there's other names like that in the town, you can be lenient. So when it comes to Isur, for example, when it comes to a case that we had, for example, um, a case of a fellow, his name was Yitzhak, right? And he went from the city of Korteba to Spain, and he died. And they sent message back that Yitzhak, uh, that went from Korteba to Aspamia, he died. So we said, do you suspect the two Yitzhaks? So Rabbah will say, we won't suspect the two Yitzhaks either. We'll assume that the lady that's, hold, that's um, saying that her husband died, and the ones that are testifying for this lady to get married, will say that that is indeed the same Yitzhak. But in that case, since it's a case of Isur, we have to be more strict than Mamunah. In that case, only when there's no Hazakah. 
only when there's no established fact that there's another Yitzhak in the town. We brought another case, the Gemara said, of a certain lady that was holding a get. And it said that her husband, Adlunina'eh, from Nehardeah, gave her this get. So also, according to Rabbah says, so long as there's no established fact that there's another person, Adlunina'eh, in the town, you don't have to suspect. And therefore it's okay. So by memo note, even if you know there's other people with that name, it's okay. You can go with the one that's holding the star. Whereas when it comes to Isur, then already only in a case where there is no established fact that there's somebody else. Now Abaye argues. Abaye comes along and says, no, you have to be concerned that maybe there's two Yitzhaks, maybe there's two Adoni Na'is, and you have to be Mahmir. And you cannot uh, consider it a divorce. You cannot uh, let this lady marry based on such a get. Oh, well, what about the story of Habib Barnanai? How come they allowed him to use the Shtar? So Gibran says, Abaye, and according to Abaye, no proof. Why? Gemara says, What do you want to suspect? Which means you have a guy called Habib Barnanai, he's holding the star, it's in his hand. How did the star get to his hand? If you're going to tell me that the other Malve, it fell from his hands, and therefore this guy that has the same name coincidentally picked it up, well, Mizhar Zahir First of all, a love is usually very careful not to drop a star. Because once he drops the star, he's not able to get payment. And therefore, very far-fetched to say that this Habai Bananai got the star to his hands because the other Habai Bananai, who was also a Malveh with the same name, dropped it and this other guy found it. That's hard to say. The Ile Pekadon, and if you're going to tell me, that Habai Barnanai, number two, the second one, gave this star as a pikadon, as a collateral to watch. Meaning he gave it to another Habai Barnanai to watch. That's why he was holding it. Kevan Dishme Kishme, since they both share the same name, Lom Gabe. It's obvious he's not going to give a star. To somebody that shares the same name in order to watch the star, because he's worried the guy will take it and uh, exact payment. So he couldn't have got the star like that. So the Gabara says, My Amart, what are you going to say? Dilma Masarle. Maybe you're going to tell me that the one Malveh, he gave him over his star, which means he was him the loan. So therefore, he was one Habai Barnanai was makne over this star to another Habai Barnanai. And the concern over here is that maybe the Kenyan was not finished, which is maybe the uh, transaction of transferring the loan over to uh, this second guy was not done. And maybe the first Habai Barnanai retracted. And therefore, the guy's holding a star that wasn't transferred to him. Maybe that's the suspicion that Bayek comes along and says, that can't be Otiyot Niknot Bimsira. Because once you hand over a star, that's the Kinyan. You don't need an additional Kinyan. The Kinyan is the actual handing it over. And therefore, if one Rabbi Bananai handed over the star to the second Rabbi Bananai, meaning he's transferring the. 
<coughs> loan so he can exact payment, finish. Once he's holding it, it's his. He owns it. He was called Ed Sira. And therefore, according to Abaye, there's no suspicion in this case. Because once a guy's holding a monetary star, for sure you assume that he's the guy in the star, because otherwise, how did he get it? No other Chabai Bernana is going to allow that star to get out of his hand to give it to this guy. And even if you want to tell me he transferred it, so he transferred it, so he's holding the star. So therefore, Abiyah will say this case is different, because the mere fact that the Chabai Bernana, the Malvi, is holding the star, that's the biggest proof. Comes the and continues with a similar story where Abiyah and Rabbah argue. There was a certain get, they found it in the city of Suda. And it was written in the gate like this. Besuda Mata in the city of Suda Ana Anan Barhiya Nehardea from the city of Nardea Petarit I exempted Vetarichit I sent out Plonit in Titi I divorced my wife. Ubadku right and now the lady is holding this star that says her husband Anan Barhiya from Nardea divorced her. The rabbis investigated from Suda to Nardea. They did not find another person besides this guy that's called Hanan Bar Hiya. And therefore, Lebar, except Ma'anan Bar Hiya, Mehagra, this other Hanan Barqiyah that originated from Hagra, Dava ben Nardi'ah, that lives now in Nardi'ah. Va'atu Sa'adeh, oh, so witnesses came along, Va'amur, Da'u Yomah, Ki Katebahu Gita, on that day, when the gate was written in Surah, Anan Barqiyah Mehagra Gaban Haba. Anan Barqiyah was with us in Nardi'ah, which means there's two Hanan Bar. Hanan bar Now, there's one that wrote the get. They both come from Nardi'ah. So we don't know. So this lady is coming along and saying, My husband Hanan bar So we don't know which Hanan uh, bar is. Could be there's two Hanan bar over here. So we don't know if this indeed is her get. There's another Hanan bar His wife has the same name as well. And they both come from Nardi'ah. <coughs> so the case over here was <coughs> where. The get was found in Suda. And since it was found in Suda, which is that's where the divorce took place. So the assumption is that there was an Anan Barhiya in Suda at the time of the writing of the get. And we have witnesses that are coming along and saying that what? That the other Anan Barhiya, we saw him that day of the get, he was in Nardea. So the Gebara says, in such a case, you believe the lady and you don't suspect. To two names. So the Gemara says, well, actually, we have a Mahlukin Abayyan Rabban. Let's see the Mahlukin. Abayyan Rabban, even according to me, the Amina Haishina, that normally I suspect if there's two people with the same name. Here I don't suspect why. Because we have witnesses saying that the other Anan Barhiya was in the Arda'a on the day of the Get. My Ba'a How could he have been in Surah? Because it's far away. And therefore, he could have written the get. 
and therefore the one, the lady that's saying that this is my husband, Anan Bariyad, gave a divorce to me, that must be the other one. <coughs> Which means here you have no shadow of a doubt. Because you, you, they made a check all over, and they found that there's only one other Anan Barhiya. And the witnesses come along and say, and we know on the day of the get, which was given in Surah, this other Anan Barhiya was in Nahardi'ah. So he's out of the picture. He couldn't have been the one to divorce, so therefore it must be this one. And therefore, he said in this case, I agree that the get will be a get. And she's permissible to get married. Amar Abba, goes the other way. He's even according to me that normally I don't suspect when there's two same names. Here I do suspect. <coughs> that what? That maybe it's the other Anan Barhiya with the same name. Haishina, <coughs> why? Dilma Begamla Farha Azal. So how do I know? Maybe he took a flying camel, which means could be in the same day he was in Surah for the get, and the witnesses saw him in Nehardaa uh, also that day. Who knows? Maybe he had a fast camel, and then he was able to transport him to both places. Or maybe he skipped. The Mefarchim learned, what does it mean skipped? That she says, Al Shem. That maybe he used one of the Shemot of the Kadosh Baruch Hu, the holy names, and he flew, you know, with his spiritual powers from one place to the other. Iname, or maybe I'll tell you that he was in Nardi'ah on the day of the Get. And the Get really was written in Suda. Mili Masar. But what? He appointed. <coughs> when he was in Nardi'ah, he appointed a Shaliyah. To write a get for him, and the shaliyah went to Surah, and they wrote the get in Surah, which means you don't have to be there at the writing of the get. And therefore, and they wrote in the get the place not where he was. The sofer writes in the get where the get is being written, not where it was told to him to be written. So if you have no question, could be it was in Nardaa. And the get was written in Surah Kedamar Lehu Rav Lestafrein Like Rav used to tell the Sofrim Vechen Amar Lehu Ravuna Lestafrein Ravuna would also tell the Sofrim Ki itnechu b'shileh If let's say at the time you're writing a star You're in the city called Shileh Ketovu b'shileh Write in Chile even though the person that told you to write the get is in Hine, you write in the star where you are. When you're writing the star in Hine, write in Hine. Even though, let's say, you were told to write it from somebody that was in Shidi. So therefore, it comes out. According to Rava, no, maybe it's maybe it's the different guy. How do you know? He said, oh, what do you mean? But if the witnesses say he was in Nardi'ah that day, what is he doing in Surah? Who knows? Maybe he took a fast camel, maybe he was one of the Shemot, or uh, maybe indeed he was in Nardi'ah, never got to Surah, but he just commanded the the, 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 the Sofer to write the start in Surah, and that's what I wrote in Surah. That's where the gate was. So therefore, the Gemara says that this indeed is a Mahlokit Abayya and Rabbah. Now the Gemara goes back to a question that we had earlier. We had a case where a fellow... <coughs> gave his friend some shumshemeh. Shumshemeh is sesame seed in order to watch. When he came back to get it, his friend told him, what are you talking about? I gave it to you back. You took it already. He said, what are you talking? I'll give you the exact amount that I gave to you and uh, I'll tell you where I kept it. And uh, it turned out that that was the exact amount that the nifkad has in his house. So the mafkid is saying, hey, that's mine. That's my stuff. You never gave it to me back. So the Gemara says, 
The Gemara never answered that question, who do we believe? Do you believe the mafkid or do you believe the nifkad? Do you believe the fellow that's saying that I never got back my shumshimin and he gave a sign uh, to prove it? Or do you say, no, that maybe the nifkad gave it back and those are different ones? So the Gemara says, What's the bottom line when it comes to the shumshimin? Which means, do we say that maybe the Nifkat emptied out the vessel and filled up this vessel now with his stuff? Do we, do we say that? Rabbi Yemar Amar, lo Which means, we don't suspect that he emptied out the kidney and filled it up with his stuff. And therefore, we have a Hazaka that says, Kan Kanaya. Which means, this Shemshemin that are in that spot, since they were there in that spot, that's where the Mafkid put them originally. So therefore you assume that it's the same Shemshemin, and therefore you have to give it back to the Mafkid. No, that maybe they emptied it out, and the, the Mafkid took it, and these are different ones. And therefore you cannot take out money on such a claim. The bottom line is Hayshinan, which means you have to be concerned, and therefore the Mafkid has no proof to take the money. Comes the Gemara continues from a quote from our Mishnah. Ketata What we learn in the Mishnah? We said, let's say there was a fight, an argument between the husband and the wife. Then she is not believed when she comes along and says, Met Ba'li. Why is she not believed when there's a fight between them? Because the concern is that maybe she's lying. Why would she lie? Because since she's fighting, she wants to become forbidden to the husband. So she wants the rabbis to say, oh, your husband died, go get married to somebody else. Then her husband will resurface, she knows that what? Now she's forbidden to go back to her husband. Because that's exactly what she wanted to accomplish, because she's having a fight with her husband. So the Gemara says, What's the case? Give me an example that they were arguing and fighting. What's the scenario? Which means we know such a lady, she told her husband, Gershini, that already she wants a divorce. That's already a sign that they're fighting. <coughs> what do you mean? Every lady tells her husband at one point in the marriage that she wants a divorce. When they get angry. That's not a ayah. They say it when they're angry. But what? They don't really mean that they want to get divorced. That's just a, a saying that people say. Which means that she's coming along and she's telling the husband that... I'm actually divorced. You divorced me. Which means, her claim is different. She's saying that I'm, uh, I'm divorced. So then we see right away, she's claiming that she got a divorce from this husband. Certainly she's uh, having a fight and she doesn't want to be with him. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? Which means, why don't we believe her? Why? A lady that says, Inventing, my husband divorced me. Name in it. Why she believe? We should believe. I let her get married to somebody else. That's enough. Hazaka en isha meiza panea bifne bala. A lady will not be so brazen in front of her husband to say that he divorced her when indeed she didn't. And therefore, if she's coming along in front of Betty and she's saying, "Listen, my husband divorced me," vada, we have to assume that it's emet. 
And therefore, uh, why shouldn't you believe her? So Yabara says, Because she came along and said, I, get, I got a divorce from my husband in front of such and such witnesses. So the judges went and asked these witnesses. They came along and said, Lahadam. Never happened. And therefore, you can't marry her off because the witnesses are denying that it ever happened. But from the fact that she's saying that she did receive a get, that's already indicative enough that there's ketata. There's a fight between them, and therefore we will not believe her when she says met in order to marry her off to somebody else. Comes the Gemara and says, "My What's the sevara? What's the logic behind ketata? Rav Hanina Amar Mishum Demeshakra, because we're concerned since she hates the husband. She's going now to lie in order to become forbidden to him by being allowed to get married to somebody else. Then he'll resurface, and the rabbi is going to oser her. Rav Shimi Bar Ashe Amar. Rav Shimi Bar Ashe says a different reason that we're not concerned that she's going to lie on purpose. And the explanation is Mishum De Amra Bedidame because since she wants to leave this guy, she's not going to be Midayek. Normally we say an Edehad or a lady is Daikal Minseva, but he anyway she wants to get out. She don't like the guy. And therefore the concern is not that she's necessarily going to lie, but she's not going to be precise in her testimony if indeed the husband died or not. So the Gemara says, my benayu. What's the practical nafkamina? Which means what's the nafkamina if it's when there's a kitata, if she does it because she's lying, or do you think because she's not? Daika. So the Gibran says, Ika binayu de'argil hu kitata. And the will be if he started the fight, which means if the wife started the fight, which means she doesn't hate him. <coughs> He's doing the fighting. So therefore, according to Rav Hanina, she's not going to lie. Because she has no reason to lie. She still uh, likes him. She doesn't hate him. However, according to Rav Shimi, since they're not living in peace, the concern is what? She might be She might not be midayeket so well, and she might not be so precise. So that is the nafkamina. Comes again and says, Let's say, yeah, we have a case like this. You have one witness that's coming along and saying that the husband died, but we know it was at a time of ketata. Do we still believe the one witness? Why? What's the two sides? Mao. My tamad edehad mehman. What's the reason why edehad is believed? Mishum demilta da'avida ligluye elom shakir. Because something that's eventually going to be exposed, he's not going to lie. So he's not going to lie because he's not going to make himself bad. Because the husband resurfaces, so therefore the witnesses look bad. So therefore the has a Or maybe no reason why is because the lady herself is precise and she's careful before she gets married. If that's the case. In this case, where she has a fight with her husband, she wants to get out. Therefore, we're not going to trust the Edehad. Give it our answers. Tiku, it leaves it in a Tiku. <coughs> Comes the next quote from the Mishnah. Rabbi Yudalmin, the Olam Ena. Nehemenet Ela in Bat, Bocha, Ubgadea Kiruim. We learned in the Mishnah that according to Rabbi Yudah, you only believe the lady. She's even though there's Shalom, Benone Bena. 
And there's shalom ba'olam. You only believe her when there's circumstantial evidence that watch, she comes to the betin, her clothes are ripped, and she's crying. Then already you'll believe her testimony. Tanya, Amru, those are the rabbis tell the Behuda, the Behuda, that Varecha, according to you, that what? That you need uh, uh, ripped clothes and crying. Pikahat tenase. Okay, only if she's a smart lady, intelligent lady. Okay, so she's capable of such a thing. So Shefa, she'll come and she, she'll be able to get remarried. However, Shota, which means a Shota cries for any reason. Her clothes are ripped anyway, which means that the fact that the clothes are ripped that she's crying is not indicative of anything. So therefore, according to you, a shota would not be able to allow to get remarried, which means you make, we're making a, uh, make me a hidup. They have to say over here, she's not such a shota, I mean, she has, she has some doubt that she's able to come along and uh, give a uh, uh, testimony, but the point is, is, her crying is not going to be a, uh, a, a, a factor, because they cry for any reason. So the Torah says, "Ela achadzu vachadzu tenaseh." So when the rabbis come along and say they believe the old ladies, she doesn't have to cry. She doesn't have to uh, uh, have her ripped clothes, <coughs> so long as she says, "Met <coughs> ba'ali," and there was shalom between her and the shalom in the world. She is believed. Ahi etatya debedinad rebiuda. Okay, a lady came to the beddin of rebiuda. Right, she came along to say that her husband died. Now we know rebiuda requires crying. So there was certain that were there, so they know that since the lady wasn't crying, the Behuda is not going to matira. So they went, they tipped the lady off. They tell the lady, Sifdi ba'alech, eulogize and cry for your husband, Kiri manich, rip your clothes, Sitri mazich, and <coughs> let your hair down, so to speak, as a sign of mourning, in order that the rabbi will, uh, will believe you. So the Gemara says, Ilufa shikra. I mean, the rabbis are teaching her a lie? The Gemara answers, Inu Those rabbis really hold like the Rabbanan that she doesn't need to cry. That she's permissible of just on her testimony. However, Amre Ta'aved Akhir, they said, do this, Ki'echi delishriyah, in order that the Be'uda will matir you. So you see over here a phenomenal halakha that comes out of this Gemara. The Rishonim pointed out that you're allowed, if one rabbi holds a certain way, and he knows that uh, that this fellow is going to another betin that holds a different way, he's able to coach him what to say in order that the uh, halakha will come out. So that rabbi will give the proper halakha. He should have to actually trick that second rabbi, so long as the first rabbi has what to rely on, which means they held, she doesn't even need to cry. She doesn't need to eulogize. She's already mutated with the testimony. But what? They know they're not going to get a hetet out of the biuda. So they told, okay, listen, make believe you're crying and things like that, just to get a hetet. Comes the next Mishnah. Now, we go to the source. This that we believe a lady, when she says, met ba'na. The Kabbalah is going to tell us it's because a ma'aseh that happened. What was the ma'aseh? The ma'aseh was that a lady, her husband went to the field at the time of the reaping season in order to reap, to cut the wheat from the field. And it seems the lady came to the betin and said that she, the husband died in the field. The rabbis investigated and sure enough they found out that she was right. So based on that episode, the hachamim came along and said, we're going to believe a lady that says, met ba'na. So the Gemara says, lo shamanu, we did not hear, ela We 
We only heard that we trust her in a case where she says he, he came from reaping. Because since in the field it's very hot, so therefore it makes sense, it's possible that indeed he died because of the heat. Medina. And they only trusted her when she and the husband are in the same Medina. Why? Because since they live in the same Medina, the people in the Medina will be able to investigate and prove if indeed the husband died or not. Which means she's going to be scared to lie because she knows the people in the Medina, they can say, what do you mean, we saw him alive, he's, he's here. So that's the case as well, that has to be in the same Medina because that's a deterrent for her from lying. Which means Betelir says, we're only going to be lenient to believe a lady if the variables are similar to the story that happened, the original story. He comes along with Shemayin and says, doesn't matter whether he's coming from cutting wheat, or he's coming, let's say, from picking olives, or he's coming from picking grapes, even if he's coming from one Medina to another Medina, which means if, let's say, she comes along and says he died in a different Medina, but Shammai said, listen, that was the case. But in future cases, there's not to be the exact variables of the first case. That was the scenario that happened. But in future cases, uh, whether it wasn't a Katsir, whether it wasn't the same Medina. So, Betelil says you have to be precise. It's got to be the exact variables. Where according to Bet Shammai says, no, the variables will have to be the same. Mishnah concludes and says, Eventually, Bet Shammai, Betelil retracted to say like Betelil. So now the According to you, that it's got to be exactly like the Maseshaya and the Ela Katsir Hatim. Which means, according to you, I only know Katsir Hatim because the guy was cutting wheat. Katsir Saurim Minayin. How you know barley? Which means it doesn't make sense. You can make a difference now between wheat and barley. Then the Ela Katsir. I only know if he's cutting wheat, reaping. Botser. What about this Botser? Meaning he's. Um, Plucking the grapes, mosek, or let's say he's plucking olives, goder, that would be dates, or oder, that would be collecting figs, minayin. How do you know that uh, he's, uh, she's believed? And there's no logic to make a hiduk. Ela, you have to say, Maase Shaya Bekatsir. Bet Shammai says, the story happened, Bekatsir Vuadin de Khulu. But what? Vuadin to all situations. Hachanameh, so the same thing. Maase Shaya Bekatsir Medina. Vuadin de Khulu. The story was that the wife and the, 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 the husband have to be in, happened to be in the same Medina. But Vuadin, if she comes and testifies that he died in a different Medina, he'll also be, she'll also be believed. Betelel. But it says, no. In the same Medina that there's a lot of people around that they know if he died or not. Mirtat, she's scared, therefore she won't lie. But Medina, Medina, But from one Medina to a different Medina, they don't know really if he died or not. Lo therefore she's going to lie. 
which means there's caravans. Even from one city to another city, there's always information being passed because people are always travel from one city to the other city, and therefore should also be scared to lie because somebody will come from another city and uh, testify. So therefore, there's no difference between one city or another city. Now the Gabbara says, "My Masishaya, what was this guy in the story?" That they basically sell a gun. The Amar of Yehuda Marshmuel Shilfe. It was at the end of Ketzir Hatina. You at the end of the uh, reaping season. The Alhu Asara Bnei Adam Nitzur Hatin. Ten guys went to cut the wheat. Neshachon Nachash Leachat Mehen Umet. Snake came along and bit one of them. He died. So the wife of that fellow came to Petin to testify that her husband died. They sent out. They found that she indeed was right. At that time, the rabbi said, You'll believe her in order to allow her to get remarried. Or if she says her husband died, she will be allowed to. Make you boom to the brother of her husband because they saw that really she was telling the emet. So the rabbis, because of aguna, <coughs> they allowed her to remarry. Oh, so the Gemara says, Neymar of Hananya bin Akiva v'Rabbanan b'Flutad b'Betshema b'Tilka m'Palgeh. We have another mahaluk we learned in Masechet Shabbat between Rabbanan and Rab Hananya bin Akiva in a certain gizra that the rabbis made, and we have a mahaluk over here that the rabbis are going to say that the gizirah that the rabbis made is not a limited gizirah. You don't have to have all the variables the same. But if Hananiah is going to come along and say, no, the gizirah of the rabbis has to be with the exact same variables. So we want to say that it's the same mahluk din But this is the variables that have to be the same when you make a gizirah. And the uh, Shemai says no. So what was the case over there between the banana and the Bhana Yabna Kabiyah? So Gabra says like Zdetanya Lo Yisa Adam Mehatat. Right? Mehatat are the waters that are going to be used for the sprinkling of the Pana Adumana. Obviously these waters have to be Tahor. They have to be um, they have to be uh, protected from any type of tumah. So that's the mehatah, that's the waters again that has the ashes of the para aduma in them. The eferahatat, that's the ashes alone, meaning the ashes of the para aduma itself. One is not allowed to carry them via avirim bayarden. You cannot carry them over the Jordan River ubasifina in a boat. The law ya'amod, and similarly, one would not be allowed to stand on one side of the Jordan River. Besadze, the Yisrok, besadze, and throw it over the river. Because that's also similar to transporting it on a boat, which means for some reason we don't want to transport the Efra Para in a boat. And for that matter, we don't want to transport anything that's similar to a boat. Well, what is a boat? A boat floats from one side to the other side. So they were throwing it from one side to the other. Is also like floating over the water. So that would be forbidden as well. You can't throw it from one side to the other to transport it. I'm looking, you float it on the water. I mean, you put it in the keli and just let it float across the water. Which means you cannot hold it, let's say, and ride an animal across the river. Because the animal is like a boat where the man is stationary and the animal is moving. Now, even though it's different than a boat, because the animal's legs are actually touching the bottom of the water, so that she said that sometimes a boat also rubs against the bottom of the uh, of the ocean, of the lake, uh, of the water, the Yadin, and therefore, uh, no, uh, it'd be as soon as well, nor can you carry it on your friend, because that's also similar to a boat. 
אלא אם כן היו רגליו נוגעות בקרקע, which means unless uh, the fellow's legs were actually touching the קרקע, which means not the fellow that was carrying it, the fellow that's, let's say the, not the animal for example, the guy that's sitting on the animal, if his legs were touching the ground, then it's not similar to a boat. Because the fellow on the boat is suspended, he's on the boat, his legs are not touching the ground. But if uh, the guy who's sitting on the animal, his legs are touching the ground, then in the Chedem it's not similar. But over a bridge, that's not compared to, let's say, a river, because you're walking now, you're walking over the bridge, that's uh, okay. And, Ehad Yerden, whether it's in the Jordan River, where that's where the actual story took place, which we'll see in a second, they had Shadnarot, or for that matter, even other uh, rivers. That's the Shittat Achamim, which means it's not only a river and it's not only the Jordan. Anything that's similar to a boat and anything that's uh, similar to the Jordan. Says, no, it's got to be exactly like the story that was. Which means in a boat in the Jordan River you cannot transport Ephra Parah. So the Gemara says, Let's say the rabbis are like Bechamai, that it doesn't have to be exactly the same. That says it has to be the same. Which is just like we found the Mahloket. When it came to believing a lady, so it says it has to be like the same story of the Hittim uh, and then in, in the same Medina. So he'll say what? Same thing, it's got to be a boat in the Jordan. And uh, the Banam will go like Bechamai. They'll say no, it doesn't have to be. Just like Hittim, olives, grapes, one Medina, two Medina. Same thing, there doesn't have to be a boat, anything that's similar to a boat in all bodies of water. So the rabbis come along and say, which means we that were saying by the case of the Jordan River that it could be not only in a boat and not only in the Jordan, we're not so precise. However, we can agree to Betelil in the case of the lady. Which means. The logic of Betelil, why he said it has to be the same Medina, makes sense. Because she's scared, she's not going to lie, because she doesn't want to be disproven, because the witness is going to come in the same Medina, they know if the husband really died or not. Bimakom karov mirtat, right? In the close place, mirtat, she's scared. Bimakom lahok lo mirtat. Which means it makes sense why Betelil is being strict to say dafka in one Medina. However, acha, by the case of the boat, What's the difference between the Jordan River or other rivers? So therefore the Banan said we can agree to Betelel. The Gemara goes the other way now. It's got to be precise. It's got to be the Jordan River and it's got to be a boat that you cannot transport. He said, you know what? I can agree even to Betchema in the case of the lady. Which means the whole reason why we believe one lady when she gives a testimony because she's normally she's going to be careful to investigate before we let her get married. What do I care if she's in a close place or she's in a far place? she's the Sibara, if we should believe her. However, but here, you got to go according to the story that happened. And what was the story? Rabbis only made a gizera, they were only being stringent what? That you cannot transport the Ephra, but not like the story that happened. But in the case where other rivers where it didn't happen, so the Rabbis will leave you, they didn't make a gizera, which means according to the Mahananya, he's saying, listen, go with the Sibara, but it might make sense. 
Ladies die come in What's the difference if it's one city or two different cities? Mashiach, when the rabbis made a gezerah, they were only mahmid in the case of exactly what happened. They didn't go that further. They didn't go further in different waters uh, and out of a boat. Comes again what says, My what was the story that happened over here with the Sefer Aparat the rabbis made a gezerah in the first place? There was a guy who was transporting Mehatat and Efer Khatat in a boat in the Jordan River. There was a kezayit of a uh, corpse of a dead body that was lodged in the uh, floor of the boat. And what happened? The vessel that was carrying the Ephraim ended up being ma'achil over the corpse. And therefore it became tameh. Oh, so what happened? There was a boat in the Jordan. They found a piece of the corpse and they lodged at the floor. And the waters went over it. Meaning the waters of the Ephraim or the Ephraim was became an ohil over them, became tameh. So at that point, So that's why the rabbis made a gizrah, that one cannot transport these items in a sefina. Baruch Adonai Amen ve'amen. Thank you, Rabbi.